It's Rockin' Vino. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Rockin' Vino on KSRO, sponsored by American Ag Credit. I am Coco with my lovely co-host. Hi, I'm Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and be sure to listen to our past podcasts with bonus segments at rockandvino.com. That is R-O-C-K-N-V-I-N-O for some more awesome content. Yeah. Um, and today we have an awesome, awesome guest. We have the lovely Erica Simpson. She is the general manager of the Uptown Theater in downtown Napa, which is a beautiful historical venue, um, Art Deco masterpiece from 1937. So welcome, Erica. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, so tell us a little bit how, like, the path that led you to going into being the general manager of the Uptown Theater. Well, um, it was a crooked path. <laughs> uh, I started out a long time ago in the restaurant business and then graduated from there to wine sales and then from wine sales, uh, actually, my friend's husband said, hey, look, I found this perfect job for you. It's at Concord Pavilion, and they're selling luxury box seats. You love music. This is the job for you. Nice. So I went there, and it worked out. And so that was my first job in the music industry. And then after that, um, I ended up... Uh, doing a couple of other things and then from there I worked at the San Francisco Chronicle doing promotions and events and then I was calling doing sales calls and met the GM of the Uptown mm -hmm. this is a long story <laughs> and um, she said hey you know I'm leaving my job you should apply for it so that's basically how it happened nice now, you did skip over a part, because I have I read your bio, Erica J. Simpson, uh, that there's, you said some other things, which includes working with the Rolling Stones, Spill, what the heck was that? Okay, so that was like the best thing that pretty much ever happened in my sad, sorry life. So one minute, one minute, you're like in your bunk bed with your poster on the wall going, yeah, I love the Rolling Stones so much, I wish I could go to a show sometime. And the next minute you're on the tour bus. It's like, how did this happen? This is so great. So there's a woman, a legendary woman named um, Shelly Lazar. And I can't tell you what her nickname is. On now, the air. But okay, later gotcha. I will. Okay, very good. And uh, so she was the ticket queen mm -hmm. and did all the VIP things for the Stones and uh, Springsteen at one time. Coldplay, all these big bands wow. when okay. they first started doing VIP programs. But before that, she did um, all the band tickets and the band guests and stuff. Okay. So I always wanted to work for her. So I hounded and hounded and hounded her for a job. And then, like the 700th interview, <laughs> I came home. And so the phone rings, and I'm there with my friend drinking wine. Oh, yeah. And uh, the assistant says, um, Shelly wants to know if you'd ever consider going on the road. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be fun. I always wanted to do that, but I uh -huh. couldn't figure out how to get there. And so I said, would you mind telling me? She goes, well, she wants to send your resume. I said, yeah, sure, go send it. 
And I said, would you mind telling me who? And she said, yes, it's for the Rolling Stones. And I said, oh, that would be fine. Hang up, start screaming, dancing around the apartment, going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I think I'm going to I, I got to get this job. Wow. So anyway, so I got to go on tour with the Rolling Stones. So Amazing. Really and so when you were on tour with them, what was your exact job? Did you have your own bus? Like, okay, were you on so, their bus? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> right. My job was director of onstage seating. Mm. And in this particular mm. tour, the Bigger Bang Tour, they had the setup behind the stage it was modeled after the globe theater in london Mm. so there was 50 feet high and 100 feet high on both sides there was 100 people on each side oh wow and so after the opener came then we'd load these people up after their various pre-show things Mm -hmm. from you know trough and brew to high-end restaurant depending on how much they paid mm-hmm. and uh so that was my gig so that only happened in the stadiums uh yes i was on a tour bus and i was lucky there was only like six of us on our bus because there were 11 buses but just because you're you're grouped by job so mm, like okay. and then if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend on the tour sometimes they go to a different bus so some of the people on my bus i never really even saw them wow and also we we did a lot of you know it was bus we never had to really stay on the bus so it was like right to the hotel or right to the venue so it was like the top experience like i there wasn't a lot of bus action yeah so that was good yeah yeah did you have much interaction with the band so not a ton but uh, they were very generous with throwing parties and that sort of thing that That's we cool. got to go. And the person who was allegedly working for me, but we ended up being more of a team because there was a third person who was not good. Um, <laughs> and he, we didn't get to replace him after. And um, so his uncle was basically the air traffic controller for the Stones. Wow girlfriends, wives, this, that, to make make sure that that was all Mm -hmm, cool. So mm -hmm. I think we got invited to stuff that not everybody on the crew did because it wasn't all crew. But there's a very strict hierarchy. There's entourage, Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, wives, assistants, second assistants, girlfriends, whatever, and the band and the, the backline guys sometimes. And then there's the crew. Okay. And the crew can vary from what I did, the pyro guy, you know, the VIP people, all of this stuff, uh, down to the riggers. And, like, basically some of these guys are like carnies because when we got to Canada, they weren't allowed to go, go oh, across the Oh, goodness. <laughs> Uh, if you're a convicted felon, stay in the motel. We'll come back for you. Oh, my so. goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Was that just... Sorry, I'm so excited about yeah. this. Was that uh, just in uh, the U.S. or did you go around the world? Yeah, I just did the U.S. part because okay. okay. the, the tours have, you know, big breaks. And so on the two-month break or six-weeks break, that's I went to a cocktail party and I knew I needed a, a permanent job, right? Because I couldn't like just like join the circus and go off forever. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of the people that are on the road have been there a long time, and it yeah. works out. But you know, if you just start, you can't like okay, I'm going here for a month and back and forth. So anyway, so I I met the publisher of the San Francisco Chronicle, and he said he had a job for me. So 
that was a good cocktail party to go to. Nice. So, Making yeah. connections with cocktails. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, so you did the Stones, you went to the Chronicle, um, and now you are at the Uptown Theater as the GM. What are your roles and responsibilities? Uh, so basically, um, hiring, um, hiring the staff, overseeing the bar, overseeing the box office, um, you know, making sure that the safety uh, things are all in place. Obviously, the only reason we even exist there is at the pleasure of the bands that we bring in. Mm -hmm. So it's all about their experience. And we have some challenges in the venue because we don't have 10 or 12 dressing rooms. Mm -hmm. We have one decent sized one and one little tiny one so we try to make the experience as good as we can with what we have it's a beautiful venue Mm -hmm. with perfect sound and that is uh also due to our um production manager who's great and his Mm. team so it might not be the most luxurious from the point of view of dressing rooms and this and that but they always say they love coming to the Uptown, and we try to make it feel great for them. Yeah. And part of the, the Uptown program, because it is owned by Jam Sellers, so is the, the artists get wine, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's a new thing that was initiated when uh, John Truchard bought the venue, which is really great. So we have a little card, and they can pick up to six bottles out of the portfolio, which is fairly extensive. So there's something for everybody from, um, you know, a coastal Sonoma Pinot to Jam Cellars. And also Jam Cellars does present all of our musical shows. So, yeah, Yeah. it's great. Nice. Um, So you mentioned that, you know, it's a lot of the success of the Uptown is the bands that are coming. And um, so with bands that come, they also have their tour writers. Have there been any unique... Request you don't have to say the band, right? Yeah, but any right. unique request of, from a tour writer? Well, some are more extensive than others. Yeah. You know, like for instance, the you know very specific. On, I had one one artist had his people call me three or four times. Oh, he he decided he wants roasted almonds. I'm like, okay, <laughs> call back. Uh, he decided he wants blanched almonds. Oh, like, okay. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm just going to get all kinds of almonds that are available and please stop calling me. (laughs) So things like that, um, very specific brands, like a lot of them get throat coat tea. That's reasonable. Uh, Sonoma County brand, by the way. Oh, right. Traditional medicinals. They they are in Sonoma County. Yes. There you go. And then a couple of people ask for like, giant quantities of ginger to oh. make tea. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, a lot of things, special treats that they like, snacks, only this kind of pretzel, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. um, but, and then a lot of them, like, we do Redline, the writer. It's like, we have a budget. Oh, okay, sure. And <laughs> yeah. so, um, if they want seven bottles of Jack Daniels, we're going to cut them down because yeah. mm-hmm. we don't want any disasters. Like, <laughs> you can have some after the show. but And then we actually have tour managers that say, oh, uh, really? don't give them the alcohol till after the show. Oh, that's oh, hilarious. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to coordinate for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to make sure they can make it on stage. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. Definitely. Exactly. <laughs> 
All right, guys, you are listening to Rock and Vino on KSRO. We'll be right back and continue our conversation with Erica, uh, GM of the Uptown Theater, in just a moment. At American Ag Credit, we know success in agriculture means making the most of every minute. Our convenient and secure digital banking tools put time back into your hands so you can be where you're needed most. From mobile check capture to automatic payments, electronic signature, and more, we offer safe and efficient solutions to keep your business running smoothly so you have more time for the moments that matter. For more information, visit agloan.com online. American Ag Credit. Your future grows here. It's Rock and Vino. All right. Welcome back to Rock and Vino, brought to you by American Ag Credit. We are talking with Erica Simpson, General Manager of the Uptown Theater in downtown Napa. Hello again. Hello again. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about the booking, or actually not the booking process quite yet, but we talked a little bit about some tour writers, um, a little bit about your ex- your past experience um, with the Uptown or any other um, of your experiences. Have there been any performers that you've just been completely starstruck by? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, when I worked um, at Concord, Prince came. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, my Hello. God. And I was beside myself. <laughs> and then also, like, this is pretty old school, but I've always had a crush on Brian Ferry from Roxy mm-hmm. Music. So I asked the backstage manager, it's like, okay, when Brian Ferry comes out, if, he's, if he comes out to eat, call me because I will do some imaginary things in your office. So she called me. So you can be nearby. I love it. So, so she called me and I walked out and I walked. So if I really like someone, I ignore them. It's kind of like the third grade. Got it. Yeah, and yeah. so she goes, you didn't even look at him. I'm like, I know. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, lots oh of people I gosh. have. But if I really don't have a crush on them or I'm not starstruck by them, I'm just like, hello, welcome to our place. Nice right. to meet you. Yeah. Totally professional. Otherwise, I act like a like a thirteen year. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I had the, a similar experience. I was super starstruck at a station I worked at in Seattle uh, by Jack Johnson, who came in. Like, oh yeah, he's just he's so nice and so handsome. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. And I was like helping all these listeners come and get their CDs signed and everything. And then it was just me and him standing there. And he's like, Well, you have my CD in your hand and a pen. Do you want me to sign your CD? And I'm like. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> right. I know it's idiot. awful. It's like, how do I turn into this not adult person? That's so funny. <laughs> so Coco mentioned it, but I did want to ask about the whole process of booking uh, artists because you know, for someone who's not in the know, who doesn't understand how these things work, I'm just fascinated. Like, how does that even work? Well, the beginning of the process, I think, is when the artist decides to go on tour. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to put a tour together. Okay. On the other side, the booking agents from all over the place, and we work with one, now two different bookers. And so they make offers mm-hmm. to the various artists, and we're competing against other venues, other bookers, sometimes it's a routing thing. And in our particular situation, we have a booking call once a week uh, with um, Coco and (laughs) our marketing person, the owner, um, 
various people on the staff, about six people, and um, we talk about them as we're talking. You know, maybe we've done some research. Mm. Or, oh, are they playing too close? Because the radius clauses, which say you can't play in a certain radius, are sometimes not respected because in the end, it could backfire against you. Mm, so okay. anyway, and then the owner, our John Trouchard, has the hammer and mm-hmm. he goes, well, let's try that one or, or whatever. And um, or we're excited. We're like, oh, we all want this certain artist. And so we're please, please, please get it. And then our booking agent submits the offers and they're either accepted or they want to come back with another well it'd be better if it was a little higher Got or it, okay. get more of a bonus on the end uh-huh. and then we make a deal and then we fill up the calendar hopefully. let's make a deal <laughs> how far in advance are you working <clears throat> anywhere from two months to a year okay wow. yeah yeah and so for for people that are thinking about coming to the uptown they've never been to the uptown what would you tell them is a reason to come to the uptown and check out a show as opposed to going maybe somewhere else well first of all it's very intimate Mm -hmm. it's only 98 feet from the worst seat in the house to the stage Mm -hmm. we have incredible meyer sound system it's a beautiful beautiful building and we have a full bar with all kinds of wine and beer and cocktails. So it's it's everything everything you need. And fabulous restaurants within walking distance. Yeah. So. It really is in a great location. And, I mean, there are so many places to go eat at. And, I mean, and you're safe, too. Oh, totally safe in you downtown know. Napa. Mm-hmm. And the parking is, like, really easy, too. There's a lot, plenty of it yeah, nearby. Yeah, street parking. Yeah. And we have a couple of lots. Right. They're pretty close, yeah. just really walking distance. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a fabulous venue to go and see things. Nice. No, yeah. I, I really, really like it from a customer perspective and from a running it perspective. It's a perfect venue. It really is. Yeah. All right. You occasionally, I'm sure, have to do things that are not that much fun. So what's the what's the yucky part of your job that you have to do? <laughs> okay. Well, um, I have a very strict no barf policy. <laughs> And it doesn't. Good. And it doesn't. It's some of the customers don't respect it. (laughs) So um, that's the worst part. Is anything to do with people becoming ill or unruly or (laughs) anything like that? And it does happen. It's a concert place. People, you know, don't know their limits. Once in a blue moon, a fight will be break out or somebody pre-games too much somewhere else and they don't make it to the actual show um and then if i could say anything to people who are considering coming to the uptown please come early have a nice glass of wine Mm -hmm. because everyone shows up at 10 minutes to eight and wants to know why there's a line and um (laughs) i can tell you how to avoid it just come a little earlier (laughs) relax yes and usually the the shows start at 8 and then doors open at 7? Yeah, doors open at 7 and there's no line at 7 or mm-hmm. 7.15 mm-hmm. or 7.30. <laughs> and the bar is wide open. So. Yes. <laughs> Love it. That's so great. And then you can get to your seat very you can easily. get to your seat. People watching is always off the hook at a concert. Come on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And now for these shows, do you ever get a chance to actually enjoy the show and watch some of the the performances? Yes. Now we get a fair amount of repeat artists, so like I'll I know that when I hear Bosgags start um, 
Loan Me a Dime. I have to run in there because that's my favorite song that he does. (laughs) And um, yeah, it depends on the flow. Like if there's a lot of action or problem solving, people with ticket problems or whatever kind of mix-ups that happens to people they lost their ticket or whatever. Um, I might not be able to watch the show, but I do get to watch nice chunks of it. And, um, you know, you don't always love the artists, but get to see a wide variety so it's great yeah what would you say is your favorite part of your job well my favorite part the one little thing that i love is when it's dark and the (laughs) intro music happens and you get to watch the artists come out on stage i like Mm -hmm. to be in a certain spot when that happens what spot is that it's just kind of by the uh, mixed position, and okay. you just watch it all happen, and it's like, yeah. ah, this is so great. Yeah, that is a great moment, a really yeah. special moment. Yeah. So cool. That build-up is so fun. Right. It is. You know, really just is. being in the crowd for that build-up of, of you, know, if, you know, whether you're working the venue or just going to a concert, like, it really is the best. Yeah, that's so great. And do you get to see sort of the vantage point from different parts? Can you like be sort of in the bar and looking over or do you go from the side of the stage or where where's a good spot to check things out? Well, I like to be um, close to like the front if something happens. So I usually hang right by the mixed position mm-hmm. where all the sound and lights are, are mixed and it's the central. Right. Or, you know, if I have something to do backstage, I'll, I'll pause down by the front to catch the little front part. Yeah. Or, you know, look from one side or the other. I pref- prefer um, the stage left side. If mm-hmm. I'm at a concert, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but <laughs> people know that they can find me there. Nice. So. Right on. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so speaking of shows, what are some upcoming shows that the Uptown has Oh, well, we're very much looking forward to Grace Potter oh, coming cool. on March yeah. 7th. Love That'll her. That'll be great. Wow. Are there still tickets available? There are that? still tickets nice. available. Okay. So, yeah, come on down and get some. And how can they get tickets? You can get tickets in person at the Uptown Box Office with a, only one $5 facility fee, or you can go on Ticketmaster.com and, and buy them there. Okay. And that is our only ticket agency oh, that we work with. Oh, that's good to know. You don't want people to think about going to Please scalping Please do not places. buy by a, from a scalper because oh. we cannot look up your ticket for you if something happens. Yeah, that's such a bummer. Does that happen that people come and it buy tickets? It happens a lot. Oh, yeah. So, oh, um, a lot of, we get, some of our shows are, uh, we get older clients or attendees. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, when you say Uptown Theater, let's say you're doing a, a search. Right. Okay, it doesn't always come up first in the search because right. they buy keywords and they buy URLs. So that's how scalpers are these days. Oh, They're dang. not standing on the street corner going, hey, would you like to buy a ticket? They're lurking in your phone or on your desktop. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that is a really good tip then. So let's give out the website because it is important that people know exactly what the website is. It's so it's, oh, do you want to do no, that? No, no, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. It's Uptown Theater, T H E A T R E. Napa.com. Okay. All right. Beautiful. Okay. So Grace Potter on Thursday, March 7th. What else oh, is coming up? Two nights of Lyle Lovett. And Ooh. he is always fantastic. He is the best performer he live. He is so great. And um, he's on the 15th and 16th. Mm-hmm. But on the 14th, we have our 
our kind of guilty pleasure yachtly crew. Yachtly crew. <laughs> it's yacht rock, uh-huh, and we uh-huh. like to put our yacht rock outfits on and drink silly cocktails, <gasps> and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, the so, bar is great on that night. I would imagine. <laughs> so wait a minute, if you're not into the boat drinks, which of course you have to have with Yacht Rock, but if you want like a wine pairing, what kind of wine would you pair with a Yacht Rock? Yacht Rock, oh, I would say probably sparkling wine. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can drink some sparkling wine on a yacht, no problem. Listening oh, to Yacht yes. Rock, you know? Right? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like maybe a uh, shard with some ice cubes in it or something oh, like that. Oh, I mean, hey, that's... <laughs> But yes, yes, that yes. works. That works. <laughs> oh my gosh, so fun! All right, well, uh, if you listen to Rock and Vino, you know that we don't end the conversation here. We have lots more stories to uh, pry out of Erica Simpson, who is the general manager of the Uptown Theater in Napa. Uh, all you have to do to listen to an extended podcast is head to our website at rockandvino.com, R-O-C-K-N-V-I-N-O.com. We're going to ask her about Julia Child. She has a Julia Child story, my friends. And I want to hear Shelly Lazar's nickname as We're well. going to also find out <laughs> Shelly Lazar's nickname. So be sure to tune into the podcast. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Thank Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Yeah, we'll extend the conversation in just moments here on KSRO. It's Rock and Vino. All right. Welcome back to the podcast portion of Rock and Vino. And uh, we are still here with the wonderful Erica Simpson of the Uptown Theater and many other fun stuff from her past. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, check her past, definitely. Check right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you have to. I mean, don't, I mean, it, you, it's so much. You got to have a checkered past. That's you got to have fun a fun of working past. in music and rock, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love it. So, okay. I want to know what's Shelly Lazar's nickname? <laughs> All right, so it was even in her email, TMFTQ, the motherfucking ticket queen. Ah, <laughs> love yeah, it. Yeah, you definitely can't say that on yeah. there. And there's a, a painting that someone did of her, like a caricature with like tickets shooting out of her butt. Oh my God, that is hilarious. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. Very did, cool. Did you ever have any, when you were with the Stones and so the fans got to be on the stage, right? Well, there, it was like behind, not literally on, so okay. it was like 50 feet up and 100 feet up. Oh, so nobody did any, did anybody ever do any like crazy antics to like get their attention? Try to run onto the stage? No, but one time, I think we were in Virginia and um, I see a lot of commotion down below on the stage. They just come on stage. Then I see a man with a dog and another man with a dog. And I'm like, mm, uh-oh. <laughs> and they're like, uh, Erica, we're going to bring the show down. Do you copy that? I'm like, copy that. Then they say, just a moment, the band is ushered off into a van, and I see them going into the distance. And now my job is telling all of these drunk patrons no. that we have to evacuate 200 people oh. plus the first 10 rows and not tell them it's a bomb. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh no. no. Yes. Yes. Those were bomb sniffing dogs? Yes. <gasps> oh, hell. Yes. That's I'm like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. If I die at a Stones concert, yeah. what, what can you do? Right. That's yeah. my lifelong dream. It will look pretty good on your obit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. oh at least God. you were having fun. So exactly. then I tell, told the biggest bullshit story I've ever told in my life. 
I told her, I said, I'm sorry, folks, we're going to have to evacuate. Oh, no, we'll just wait here. I'm like, I'm really sorry. The sound, part of the sound system is embedded into this stage, and they need to get access to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they knew nothing about sound or anything else, because like, that makes no sense. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> but they were uh-huh. like, oh, okay, oh, okay. okay. Sure we'll yeah. yeah. Wow. And then it was like probably an hour later, maybe a little longer, I don't know, because like, you know how when in a situation like that, you're just in adrenaline mode yeah. anyway. So they're almost getting bored now because nothing happened. The dogs have gone away. It's obviously been a fake bomb, thankfully. And so then we load people back on. And this show was about a six or a seven. And they came on after an hour and a half break. And they just busted into song and it was like a 10. Wow. It was amazing. Because they had all that adrenaline and they're like, all right, we're going to do a good show. We almost died. pros, you know. (laughs) Who can like start off with the energy of a concert and then come back like an hour later and like make it better. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. That's so fun. That is crazy. All right. So tell us about your interaction with Julia Child. Okay. So I worked for Fetzer Vineyards at the time. Um, the fine Fetzer family, we used to call them when it was family owned, and it was great. And uh, they had this beautiful garden in Hopland, and they were known for their organic garden. We had an organic gardener, and it was really special. And so we had like an heirloom tomato festival, mm. and there was like, and at the time, I don't really think I even knew what heirloom tomatoes were. And there they were, 64 different varieties of incredible tomatoes. They did that with all fruits and vegetables. Yeah. So they had this festival where they had um, all these chefs coming in. And John Ash was their on-site chef. Oh. And uh, so my job was to go pick up Julia Child at the airport. And so I was so excited. It's like she was like an idol. Yeah. And so I pick her up. And it's about, I don't know, from SFO, it's at least two hours, maybe longer. Oh, yeah. And I talked my head off, gushing the whole way. And when we got to Hopland, <laughs> she couldn't get away from me fast enough. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Thanks, no Amazing. She's like, who's that girl? <laughs> and then when, I, then when I went to get my cookbook signed, I'm like, me again. Remember she me? Like, oh God, not you. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't really say that, but in my mind, she was. <laughs> so, did you actually cook anything from her cookbook? And if so, what's your favorite thing to Ooh, cook yeah. from her cookbook? Well, the one I think most is the beef bourguignon. Oh yeah. But I also look at. I like to look at different recipes. So there's a really good one in gourmet cookbook too. So, and I'll you know I mostly read her cookbooks. I'm not. You know, yeah, I'm not Erica Julia like the movie, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I wish I spent more time cooking her cooking because yeah. she's great. Yeah, and that new show mm-hmm. on, um, I think it's on HBO. I think on, so. Yeah, right. Really yeah. great. Really great. It's it kind of brings so well back done. that whole era. Mm-hmm. Really like it. You're not talking. Wait, which show is it? It's, it's not called Ju- Julia. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I saw there was a movie. Um, based on her life, and it was really good. Hmm. It was great. Cool. She had a really interesting life. She did. Yeah. I had no idea that she got started as late as she did. Really late. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, very cool. And she was a spy? Yes! (laughs) That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, right on. All right, cool. We are talking with Erica Simpson. She is the GM of the Uptown Theater in Napa. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, wine at, at the Uptown and sort of your program and, and how you feature wines there. So we have a lot of Napa favorites, and then we rotate them in and out. Of course, we have some of uh, Jam Cellar's wines. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Butter Chardonnay, which is goes perfectly with any concert. <laughs> and we have the Jam Cabernet. And then we have some, you know, various... We, we do duck horn. Um, we're actually in the process um, of doing a little mini remodel of our bar, but it hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. And once we do that, we're probably going to go into bottle sales of higher-end wines and get a little more elaborate with the back bar. So right now, we always have a Pinot Noir. We always have a couple of cabs, a couple of shards. Uh, we have a nice Viognier by the glass. Um we have a, a GSM, which is a, a Rhone mm-hmm. wine. Um, but the other night when we had a podcast at the theater that was the psychology of serial killers, we told them that GSM standed for Golden State Murderers. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And it's great that, you know, the wine program at the Uptown is awesome. I feel like you're going to find something you like, which is not the case at a lot of venues, I feel like they're still like upping their game on what wine that they offer. Because I don't drink beer. I mean, I will drink cocktails, but I prefer usually I'll drink a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. But if it's but it's nice when the selection is, you know, like okay, I'm gonna pay X amount of dollars and get something delicious. Also, I feel like um, we do have every a wine in every price point for people. That's nice. And when I go out and see what other people are doing and what they're charging, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. there's a difference between, you know, making a nice markup, which because we are in business, and gouging. Yeah. So I don't feel we're gougers, and I'm really proud of that. Yeah, exactly. Because you can go to, especially like some of these big ones, you don't work at the pavilion any longer. But dude, when you go to the pavilion and you try to buy like a Bud Light or something yeah. like that, it's so expensive. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And then like you go to like... Uh, I went to the Chase Center mm-hmm. and had an, I can't remember what I had. It was a nice glass of Pinot Noir for like $32. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. What, how about you just take my whole wallet and just give me back <laughs> if there's anything bad? It'll be fine. Exactly. Exactly. Any room for Sonoma County wines? Or, I mean, oh, I've, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So um, we actually have um, the rose we have is uh, from the Central Coast. Okay. And uh, also is uh, our GSM is from the Central Coast. Well, and the Pinot. Oh, and our Pinot is from Sonoma. Look at that. Yes, it is. Yeah, from Joseph Jewell. They're a yeah. small little producer, yeah. but great wine. Yeah, they make a great Pinot by the glass, Aww. and they and they give us a nice by the glass price. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's the other really nice thing, yeah, about the Uptown is, like, the prices are, like, they make sense. Mm-hmm. You're not just like, oh, my gosh, I'm just, you know, like, have to take out my life savings for a glass of wine right you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and we do you know we pour like seven ounces which is a decent yeah. pour oh that yeah it is good 100 yeah. percent. so um okay miss erica um you've seen a lot of shows yes um is there anybody that you haven't seen that's on your bucket list mm. yes but unfortunately they it it's not going to happen. Oh. Like, I always wanted to see Oasis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a ticket, but I couldn't go because I went on tour with a stone. Oh. Uh, <laughs> excuse. That's a good excuse. excuse. Yeah. And, um, 
Who else was I thinking the other day that I'd never seen that? Oh, I would love to see Pink. Haven't seen her. Oh, she's really fun. Yeah, I yeah. want to see Gaga. Yeah, oh, she's great too. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Those are the ones that are. Yeah, I just saw Pink recently, like a f- in October, because it was for Danielle's birthday. Okay, and she was phenomenal. I didn't realize that I actually knew like the majority of her right? catalog. Yeah, <laughs> right. isn't yeah. that funny? You when know, that happened? That, right? yeah. And then I saw Gaga. So um, I was going to the New Kids on the Block reunion show. And <laughs> sorry for laughing. Oh, yes. You need to see the pictures of this because oh, they're amazing. Yeah, I'll have to show you these pictures. So we go, and um, I was working for the radio station at that time, and so we met with the label rep, and and we were sitting behind her, and um, and this girl is opening for New Kids on the Block, and we're all like, "Who is this?" We're like, "She's amazing," and she's like, "Oh, that's Lady Gaga. Do you want to meet her?" And we're like, um, "Yes, please." And we're all decked out in like old school New Kids on the Block gear. Like I have a hat on. I have like an LA gear jacket and old school, you know, they wrote all of their like stuff on their shirts and stuff. Yeah, oh God, so we were, you know, we were done up real fun. And so we go back and we meet her, and she was so sweet and so nice, and like she just immediately stood out. That was just like what like stuck with me is like you just knew this chick was going to be a star. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, that's rad. All right, so another. Uh, sort of concert-related question. If you could have a chat, and sit down and have a glass of wine and a chat with any musical artist, living or dead, mm-hmm. who would it be and what wine would you be drinking? Did you see that I literally just wrote that Did down? Did you write that That's down? That's hilarious. Oh, That's wow. weird. Reading kind of my mind. psychic thing, man. I feel like I'd like to talk to David Bowie because oh, I, yeah. I, haven't, I didn't get enough of him in mm. this lifetime. And we would probably have to drink some very special special champagne because well he's dead so you know yeah <laughs> only the best yeah gotta yeah, be the good only stuff. the best okay that's great um do you have any favorite rock and roll movies or like movies based off of like Ooh. that life oh yeah well i do love almost famous oh yeah mm-hmm. that's so a great good. movie um i sometimes i like to watch woodstock yeah and i love okay my I love early Who, mm-hmm. and I love that performance of the Who at Woodstock. Like sometimes I'll just watch that part. Mm. It's like, oh, that was so great, and then <laughs> not the whole thing because yeah. it's a long ass movie, long, and yeah. there's a lot of filler <laughs> and muddy stuff. And right. it's like that looks awful. <laughs> yes, right. Oh, Blech. all of the Woodstocks. I mean, they looked it. It looked fun, but uh, if only if I was in my twenties. Would I be yeah. able to do that? You know Nobody what I mean? Nobody enjoys being like all muddy like that for yeah. days on end. No. God knows what they were taking. Right. No. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That or you'd have and... to be high in something to tolerate oh, it. Exactly. Right now, <laughs> and then Woodstock 99 was just a hot, hot mess. But I watched that documentary and you could just feel the energy right. through the TV, which it was... It, I don't know. It was, it was awful. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I liked the music, but what happened was awful, yes. Yeah. But the music performances were pretty electric, I got to say. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, do I want to get... Okay. <laughs> I think we're going to do... Um, t- so, your last day on Earth. Ooh. Okay. What are you drinking? Mm-hmm. What are you eating? And what are you listening to? Going to go out with champagne. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, Which champagne, Krug. though? Okay. Krug, Krug. champagne. Okay. Since I'm going to... My last day, 
probably maybe a ver- nice vertical tasting of all the Krug I could ever want. Yeah. <laughs> and like a giant pile of Ocetra caviar. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Okay. And um, what else? Maybe some scalloped potatoes. Yum. Because <laughs> I love those. Mm-hmm. Um, and what am I listening to? Oh, God. Probably Springsteen. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Springsteen. I like it. So that then leads into my question. You are on a deserted island. Somehow, mm-hmm. though, you have the ability to play music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and you can bring three albums with you. What mm-hmm. are your three albums that you'll listen to? And this is it. This is all you can listen to for the rest of time. Okay. You know, on any day of the week, that uh, my answer would probably be different. Right. So, I, you <laughs> know, hard so those questions like, yeah, what would I listen to? And then you'd say, oh, God, that, that would be awful. But, okay, so I would listen to... 10 mm-hmm. Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. Love that. Oh, so good. Because I've listened to that for like days on end before, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Do you guys go back and like, I really like that song. Do you want to hear it again? Yeah, let's hear it again. Oh, you're all just the time. by yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, all the time. In the car, all the time. In the car, all the time. Yep. Um, the River, Springsteen. Mm hmm. Because, you know, double album, too. Yeah. If you want to get your money's worth there you on go. the <laughs> records. It's not cheating. It's an actual album that was released. Fact. That's right. <laughs> and then uh, I was thinking, what stones, but um, sticky fingers. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that would have to be it. And I probably regret one of those <laughs> someday on my island, but I, I could go for a while. Yeah. These are solid, and it has enough variety in it, so if you're feeling in a certain mood, you have some songs to, that you could jam to, right. and if you really just want to rock out and like throw coconuts all over the place, you have those songs as well. <laughs> yes. um, what are your top three concerts that you've ever attended? Okay, so I was thinking about this one. Yeah. I was dragged kicking and screaming to this concert to see some guy from New Jersey. <laughs> and um, my boyfriend at the time was like, look, if you don't like it, you can. I'll take you home. Knowing full well that he was not going to leave the concert. <laughs> but that was a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. So I walk in, and I'm like, oh, God, what is this? And then, you know, two hours later, everybody's gone. They're sweeping up around me, and I'm going, I think he's coming back. I think there's another <laughs> And they literally had to ask me to leave. So it was like kind of a significant experience. Yeah. And that <laughs> nice. was Springsteen. That yeah. was Springsteen. Wow. At so Winterland cool. in 1978. Oh. What? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. That's the, you probably can end right there. No, but what are the other two? <laughs> well, one, just because it's a, um, it wasn't my favorite, but um, I did go to the last Sex Pistols concert. Oh, wow. Nice. And all I remember is like, I was more concerned about my outfit to look punk enough. <laughs> yeah. Coming from the suburbs, trying mm-hmm. to look punk. Um, but that was one that was unique. And then I have to say, one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life was Sinead O'Connor. Wow. Unbelievable. Like when the hair on your back, your neck stands up the whole time. Right. She was such a tortured, brilliant person. But Where'd you see her at? 
I've saw her a couple of times. It had to be like at the Warfield or oh. the Paramount or something like that. It was a smallish venue. Nice. I don't remember specifically where mm-hmm. it was. I, I know I've seen her more than once, but yeah, she's yeah. really good. Wow. Yeah, those intimate venues are just the absolute best to see a show in, you know, because yeah. I feel like you just feel the music differently in those types of venues. I and feel like, like you do too. Yeah, I feel like and Uptown I, also is Also, I feel like it's the, the whole vibe of the crowd. Like if there's people pushing and shoving and jostling you and everything, or if it's just mellow and cool and you're all focused there. One thing I have to say, if you don't, guys don't mind, I hate concert eaters. I hate like when you go to a uh, an amphitheater and the guy next to you, the concert's still on. There's been intermission but about intermission, right? And this guy's still got the same burrito from two hours ago. It's like, just eat it or don't eat it. You're bugging the hell out of me. Yeah. And who takes two hours to eat a burrito? My I don't goodness. No. It's like when I'm hungry at a concert, I'll uh-huh. eat like a, two tacos in four seconds. It's like, just eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Or, I mean, especially like if you're standing there with that burrito in oh, your that's face. So no. stupid. Wow. No. And nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear it. No. Or smell it. Yeah. No, oh, no, no, no. Gross. no. Yeah, hard pass on that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And the question that we've saved for the last, because it is the most important, why is Jack the best, most handsome dog in the whole world? (laughs) Oh, yes. My dog, Jack. Well, first of all, he's incredibly handsome. (laughs) And he's a mostly Jack Russell. He's also a mostly good dog. (laughs) But he is very cute. I've... If you could see him, you would know. And he's not really that well behaved, <laughs> but he thinks he's smarter than I am. Okay. But I just don't even know like why people would want to have a dog that's not a little bit naughty. Because <laughs> right? there's so much fun. Yes. <laughs> so. Oh, that's great. Cool. He's a cute little he's a cute little puppy for sure. Yeah. Oh, but we can my neighbor was so excited. She comes home from vacation and goes, I've got something. I've got a gift for Jack. I can't wait to give it to you. I open it up, and it's a little dog tag that says "little fucker." I love it. Love it. So sometimes people call me "mother of little fucker." Yes, sweet. <laughs> I oh, love it. That's great. Well, thank you so much for thank talking you for having with me. This, this has been so, so much fun. fun. <laughs> yes, thank you, Miss Erica. I appreciate you sharing your your life and your stories with us. It's been really fun. Really, this has been a lot of fun. Thank okay. you. Thank you. And um, so please remember that you can tune in uh, to listen to more shows at rockandvino.com. That's R-O-C-K-N-V-I-N-O. And uh, feel free to rate us and uh, give us all the props if you like what you're hearing. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Michelle. Bye. Thanks for listening to Rock and Vino. Check out more great content online at rockandvino.com.